0: Chapter 29, we go back now to the David story. The Philistines have amassed their armies, and they are traveling all together. The various, there are different cities of the Philistines. The heads of the cities of the Philistines are called Sranim or Sarnei Plishtim. That's chapter 29, verse number 2. They are crossing by the hundreds and the thousands. David and his men are traveling together with Achish in the back. So the book shifts back now to David. The way the book is organized, the book has different ways to organize its material. The book jumps from David to Saul and back to David. And the significance of that, among other things is that we the reader know that Saul is going to die in this battle. We know that. So if David accompanies the Philistines to fight against Saul Saul will die, and presumably that means that Israel is going to lose the war so David will be opposite Israel in a battle where Israel loses. That sounds like a complete non-starter for David. That's not possible. On the other hand, what is David going to do? He can't say to Achish, I'm not going with you because that would be tra- treasonous and traitorous and would endanger David and his men immediately. It seems like David's in a situation where there's no way out. Chapter 29, verse 3, Vayomru, pushed him. Who are these Hebrews referring to David? Now, Ivri, and we've, we've encountered this earlier, often is the one from the other side. So it's a way of, it's pejorative, is who are these others with us? The question, that rhetorical question, is a criticism. Why are these people with us? Vayom El Sarei Plishti. responds, David. Evad Shaul, this is David, the servant of Saul. He's been with me for, for years. From the day he defected, Naflo, literally fell, until today. So it's a way of acknowledging, yes, it is David. He calls him Saul's servant. But he's been with me for a long time. I found nothing wrong with him but the officers of the Philistines became very angry with Achish. Send him back to the place where you put him. We don't want him to go down to the war with us. He'll be a Satan, it means, here, an adversary. We don't need him as an adversary. How would he find favor with his his Lord, referring to Saul? Is it not with the heads of those people, referring to themselves? We don't trust him, is what they're saying. He's going to go to war, but are you sure what side he's on? We suspect he's on Saul's side. Which, of course, is exactly the question that the reader has, whose side is he on? Is this not David? About whom it was said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands, once again you see, that Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands, is not understood by the Philistines to mean that Saul and David are in competition. It means that David did very good work for Saul. In short, the Philistines say to Achish, who has been the beneficiary of David's largesse, the beneficiary of the spoils that David brings back from the battles that David wages against the enemies of Israel. So they say, we don't need this guy here because we don't trust him. Because you say he was once the servant of Saul, and we say, and maybe someday he'll once again be the servant of Saul. He did very good work for Saul in the past. We don't want him. So at this point, Achish, in verse number 6, calls to David. I swear by God, he uses the name of the God of Israel. I swear by Hashem, he says, that you are Yashar, you are upright, honest. And it will be very good, as far as I'm concerned. That you come in and out with me and with the camp means war. I have no problem with you fighting with me. I have found nothing wrong with you from the day you came here. You've been perfectly fine. However, the other people don't like you. Therefore, leave in peace. And do not do evil in the eyes of the Philistine lords. So he makes it very clear. I trust you. David has succeeded in winning the favor of Achish, the support. Achish believes David fully. The other people don't trust you. So Achish says, I can't put myself in a situation or I am at odds with all the other Philistine leaders. So therefore, you better go back, go in peace, don't do evil in the eyes of the others. This is, one might say, from David's perspective, we read this, we say, what a God send? What a wonderful solution to David's problem. He was stuck either way. He can't fight against Saul and Israel, but he cannot fight. So this is perfect. The invitation has been rescinded, not because Achish doesn't trust him, but the others don't trust him. And now we have verse number 8, a, re- a remarkable verse. david Adoni Wonderful verse. David says to Achish, What have I done? What have you found in your servant from the time I was here? that I shouldn't be allowed to go and fight against the enemies of my Lord the King. Why does David say this? Why doesn't David simply say, I understand, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. So one, uh, one way to understand it is is that David is probing, actually. David is concerned. Is it that you don't trust me? They don't trust me? David wants to probe. To the degree that he takes a chance over here. What a risk. And he says, what do you mean I can't go with you? What do you mean? Why can't I go to the war? But even here there's an ambiguity. He says, why can't I go to the war and I will fight adoni with the enemies of my Lord the King. But who is my Lord the King? That's a very good question. Is my Lord the King Achish? Or is my lord the king Saul? Earlier when David talks to Saul, he calls Saul adonijah Melech, my lord the king. He actually refers to Saul as adonijah Melech in the confrontations with Saul. We are left here with a ambiguity. In this case, I think a purposeful ambiguity. We can't know for sure. We suspect very strongly that David would not fight against Israel, that maybe the other Philistine lords were correct. But you can't be certain And that's part of the David character in this book. You can't be for certain. What is for certain, I think, is that David dwelling amongst the Philistines in general is extremely problematic. And we will come to this issue later on in the book of Shemuel. In any event, we have minimally here a probing question. Why can't I go? No, no, you are, you're like an angel of God. Achsarei plishtimam amru lo yarei imano ba milchama. It's not about me. <coughs> it's about the others. Verse number 10. V'yato haskeim baboker v'yavdei adonecho asher bo itach v'yishkemtem baboker v'yorochem v'oleichu Then Achish says, and therefore, get up in the morning, early in the morning, when the sun rises, maybe before sunrise, when there's light, and leave. So you can't tell, actually, is Achish saying, it's nothing to do with me? Or is there a sense, in verse number 10, get up early and leave, that maybe there's something to what the others have said? It's very hard to know whether he distrusts David at this point to some extent, or whether it's not about David at all, it's about something very different, which is Achish does not want to have a falling out between himself on one hand and the other leaders of the Philistines on the other. In any event, David, miraculously, is given an opportunity to leave. He doesn't have to fight against Saul in a war that we the reader know, because chapter 28 has become in between 29 and 27. Accordingly, David and his men rose early in the morning to leave, to return to the land of the Philistines, while the Philistines marched up to Israel. So David has a free pass. David is now going to go back home. But what awaits David when he comes back to his city of Tziklag is something very unfortunate. And that's the next chapter, chapter 30.